0: And now, a word from Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky.
1: In less than an hour, aircraft from here will will not be joining others from around the world. And you will not be be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of March, and you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of March will no longer be known as an Ukrainian holiday. But as the day when the world did not declare in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day.
0: This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Open up with that scene from... uh, We opened up with that public service announcement from Vladimir Zelensky. Sounded kind of like a scene from the movie Independence Day. Little bit altered there to make it more realistic to what's going on on, uh, you know, this 4th of uh, March holiday. And, uh, you know, just, hey, you know, we're not joining forces from around the world because uh, everybody around the world is not coming to our aid. Regardless of of uh, what promises we've made, what kind of red lines have been drawn in the sand, we're going to talk about all, all that today. That uh, song was uh, "Hang On, Help Is On Its Way" from the Little River Band. You know what? Uh, I'm listening to songs to say what fits today, and I'm saying, uh, you know, "Hang On, Help Is On Its Way." I'll be there as fast as I can. You know, there's a big difference between, "Hey, I'll be there in 30 seconds," "I'll be there in 12 hours." I'll be there. I'm here. I'm on my way. I'll be there as fast as I can is like saying, "Hey, you know when uh when somebody says, "Hey, I'll get it done" versus I'll do I'll do my best. You know, "I'll do my best" is an insurance policy. Says, so, "Hey, if I don't get it done, uh, hey, I did all my I did the best I could." You no, know, and when Biden says, "Hey, we're going to be there as fast as we can," that means, "Hey, we just couldn't get there that fast." The war is over. Kind of like what happened in uh in Benghazi in 2012. Hey, you know what? Uh they're calling for help. Uh we're going to think about it for a little while. We're going to watch it play out. And 13 hours later, you know, we had casualties and and uh you know, we just never showed up. It's it's a uh, it's atrocious what we're watching happen in the world today. And uh and I know I know you guys all feel the same way. I'm hearing it. I'm seeing it on social media. And I'm just scratching my head going, where are we? Is this America? Is this the world? What happened to NATO and United Nations? And what happened to uh, we, stand, uh, we stand together against bullies? What happened to we stand against uh, naked aggression? What happened to the Geneva Convention? Hey, these are the these are the 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 standard rules for for war and these are the things that we don't do. And when someone goes against it, we stand up. Apparently that was uh apparently that was a thing of the past, which makes me sad for for uh my kids and grandkids because I'm sure uh I'm sure the world that my grandkids uh live in, uh my grandkids are 10 and 8. So I'm sure by the time they get to be uh, adults, um, it's going to be a whole different world than what we grew up in. But anyway, I'm going to talk about all kinds of stuff going on this week, and all, and we're going to talk about the State of the Union, and we're going to talk about uh, uh, all the all the idiocy going out there, and my opinion of it. But first, for those of you that don't know me, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, branch manager Planet Home Lending. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll-free at 855 640 2020 That's 855 640 2020 One last time, day or night. Toll-free. Area code 855 640 2020 If you want to talk, uh, if you want to talk financing and uh, but you don't want to talk on the phone because you're at work and you don't want your friends to your coworkers to know your stuff. Or you're just not ready to talk on the phone because then I'll know your uh, your voice and it just seems so personal at that point. Go to go to edhoffman.net, click on the Planet Home Lending logo that'll take you to my lending page and uh, you can put in as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back and you'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates and we will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle whether that's to uh, refinance a piece of property you own or whether it's to buy a piece of property that you would like to own or if it's uh if you're looking at uh, and if one of those properties happens to be in California or Arizona or Nevada or Utah or Colorado New Mexico Texas Arkansas Louisiana Florida Georgia Tennessee uh West Virginia Maryland New Hampshire Ohio Indiana Illinois Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana. I think I got them all. Uh if you're looking at any of those states to escape from California, call me 855-640-2020 or ed- net. Click on the Planet Home Landing logo. If you hear something something part of the show that you want repeated or you want to uh listen to it when I'm not on the radio, uh go stay on net. click on the podcast page and uh you'll you can get this show as well as uh, hundreds of past shows. And uh, you can uh, listen to them on demand. You can also get the uh, the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes uh, slash uh, Apple Podcasts. I still call it iTunes, but I'm old school guy. But I guess it's called Apple Podcast now. But you can subscribe for free and it'll automatically download to your device so you can listen to it on demand. And uh, I actually record Friday mornings and then it'll upload on Friday afternoon and it'll download to your device on uh, sometime after we upload it. Um, but you'll get it a you'll get it a day early. Um I think that's all I need to say. If you have comments on the show, email me to ed at edhoffman.net and I see all those all those emails and sometimes I respond, but sometimes I respond on the radio. So anyway, um let's get on to what's going on. Uh we're nine days into Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Just some of the developments we've seen this week. Sunday, Putin put Russian nuclear forces on high alert. Was that just a uh, something to scare people, or was he really serious? Russia has the largest uh, nuclear stockpile with nearly 6,000 warheads, slightly more than the United States, approximately 5,400 warheads. Uh, of course, if, uh, if anybody sets off four or five of them, world, the world as we know it is going to be uh, gone. Uh, by Wednesday, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov was threatening a nuclear-destructive World War III which everybody should have been expecting all this time and of course if we had somebody with uh with some stones in the white house we would have put on some sanctions uh and said hey uh we're putting on these sanctions until you move your 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 forces away from the ukraine border instead of saying well they haven't done anything we know they're going to invade but we're not going to put on the sanctions until they actually invade hey you know it uh there's some posturing going on and if you're too stupid to say hey your uh, your uh, your forces all surrounding the Ukraine border. We know what you're going to do. Back the hell off, or we're going to put you out of business in Russia, and uh, we're not going to stand for this. But uh, you know, uh, our uh, illustrious president that doesn't have any uh, doesn't have any guts or any any uh, brains. Uh, well, you know what? They haven't done anything yet. Well, let's wait till they kill some people. Let's remind him of of his uh, of his son. Bo Biden, because you know every time somebody dies, he brings up Bo Biden. he understands how it is to lose a lose a kid in war, even though his kid died of brain cancer so anyway uh on the ground, Russian paratroopers landed in ukraine's second largest city of Kharkiv and attacked a local hospital among all kinds of hospitals throughout the country uh, and you know what the the it always you know i've always I've always remembered hey, the, the two things that are out of, uh, uh, out of bounds for war is you don't, you don't attack places of worship and you don't attack hospitals unless, of course, uh, our enemies are using them to create, you know, as a, uh, as a front to create weapons and, and uh, stri- uh, do strategic moves against us. But uh, they went in and started bombing hospitals, which is against the Geneva Convention. When you violate the Geneva Convention the whole world's supposed to come to your rescue or is going to come after you on the case of of Russia. But what are we doing? Nothing. Not a damn thing. Wait, that's is that like Obama's lying in the sand in uh, Syria? Well, if you do this, we're going to we're going to annihilate you. All right, I'm going to do this. Well, if you do it one more time. It's amazing. It's amazing. Remember when the United States stood for strength? Strength and good. We were the we were the one shining city on the hill. Remember uh as Reagan said, we're the shining city on the hill. And uh we're the we're the one force in this world for good. And everybody knows it. The whole world knows it. We're the force for good. So if you start doing something evil, the United States is going to is going to lead the world in in uh, in in protecting you in in going against you to, uh, you know, to pre- protect you if you're on the on the receiving end of the evil or or uh, pushing you back if you're the perpetrator of evil. Apparently, uh, we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. So they've in- invaded the key port city of Carson where drone video showed defiant residents uh, waving Ukrainian flags in front of Russian troops. By Thursday, however, the city had completely fallen. More drone footage showed residents living uh, near one of the largest nuclear power plants in in Europe in the city of Innerholder blocking Russian troops from entering the city, but uh, apparently that was not effective cuz Russia attacked them on on uh, Thursday and uh of course that's that's a uh, that's a uh, recipe for nu- a nuclear disaster. Apparently, apparently it's it's under control, but wait a minute—they're bombing a nu- nuclear power plant. Where is the rest of the world? This could be de- disastrous for everybody. Where is the rest of the world? We're sitting back there with our with our hands in our pants, going, eh? What should we play with? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what's for lunch? Uh, where should I spend the weekend? Delaware? Oh, surprise, surprise no sense in being on high alert we've got a war going on in europe and uh you know no sense uh biden'll just spend the weekend in delaware like he does every weekend taking a snooze secret service outside So they say the president has been alerted uh mr president the uh the russians have uh, bombed a nuclear power plant oh 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 what was that oh a nuclear power plant oh okay uh wake me up if uh, if uh, anything happens <laughs> this is This is what Democrats wanted it's disappointing by thursday southern cities like maripol m a r i u p o l were under siege and trapped without water or power. you know what if you hadn't seen this, I saw it uh, posted one time that apparently uh uh you know that guy from south Africa elon musk has that has that uh those uh, satellites going on in space that you can see sometimes when they launch them and you see like a uh, uh, a line of a uh, 10 or 12 or 16 or 20 um little lights going through the sky that thing called starlink that uh, the internet that no one's going to be able to take down cuz it's up in the uh, outer space so he turned it on for ukraine i don't think it's on anywhere else in the in the world yet but he turned it on for ukraine because someone's got to do something i also saw a uh, an ammunition manufacturer uh, ship over uh, enough, enough to put 30, 30, rounds of, uh, 30 rounds of ammunition into uh, uh, 30,000 rifles, um, 30, 30 in each. Because, uh, you know, our president takes all our uh, tax money, and he's not going to do anything with it to, uh, to protect good in the world. He's just going to talk about it. After talking with Putin, French pre- uh, President Emmanuel Macron said he was warned, the worst is yet to come. Yeah? And what are you going to do about it? Nothing. He's going to he's gonna say, hey, can I come over and hold hands with the president? And although we could be weeks away from a complete takeover of the capital of Kiev, Russian bombs have demolished many of its city buildings. As many as 15,000 people have taken up residence in Kiev's subway system to escape explosion. Ukrainian officials have given conflicting reports of the casualties. As of Tuesday, it was somewhere between 536 and 2,000. Uh, As of Friday morning when I'm recording, no new numbers have been given. So it's probably somewhere in between 536 and 2000. About 900,000 Ukrainians have fled since the start of the invasion, seeking refuge in Poland, Romania, Slovakia, and Hungary. And imagine this. All these people are trying to get get out of Ukraine and go to other countries. But when they get to the border, if you're a male and you're between 18 and 60... You get turned back and they say, go fight, go grab a gun and fight. Can you imagine if that happened in America? Oh, wait, I'm feeling like a girl today. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a male. Doesn't matter what I have between my legs or what it says on my birth certificate. I'm, I'm, I'm identifying as a woman. Okay, go ahead and leave. It's disgusting. Others have stayed behind to fight.
1: At first um, we were scared, really scared. But now we are ready to fight. And like fight
2: like hell. So we Ukrainians we will never give up. We will fight till the last
0: Ukraine, till the
2: victory in our freedom.
1: We are ready to die for the sake of our freedom and
0: independence the, dependence, the dependence, and just to be Ukrainians. Hey, some of you guys out there don't ha don't have the stones to to talk like those women did. Hey, we're ready to die for our freedom. It's like I was saying when COVID started. Hey, you know what? You're you're afraid of a physical death, so instead you're gonna impose your own social death. These people are fighting for their for their rights to be free. And we're talking about it. We're thinking about it, and we're talking about it. Russia's defense ministry said 498 of their fighters have died uh, and 1,500 are wounded. That's the first time Russia has admitted to any weakness in this fight, although we have no way knowing if they're telling the truth because we don't have any way of knowing if anyone's telling the truth, including our media and including our government. Meanwhile, Ukraine President Zelensky is pleading with the European Union to let Ukraine join the EU and receive the aid a prospect was seemed likely last weekend but appeared deflated by Monday as it was reported that the EU foreign policy chief had gone off script when he promised Zelensky fighter jets. Why won't anybody give them air support, including the United States? So when European Parliament met on, in person on Tuesday, Zelensky appeared virtually to, to issue his plea, essentially asking the 27 EU nations to put their money where their mouth is.
1: Today, we're giving lives for values, for rights, for freedom, for the desire to be equal as much as you are. Nobody is going to enter and intervene with our freedom and country. And believe you me, nobody is going to break us. We are strong. We are Ukrainians. We are fighting for our rights, for our freedoms, for life, for our life. And now we're fighting for survival. Do prove that you are with us. Do prove that you will not let us go. Do prove that you indeed are Europeans. And then life will... Win over death and light will glory be to Ukraine.
0: That was a standing ovation that they gave. But where is the EU membership? Where is the actual support? Yay, that was a great speech. Did you listen to it? Did you hear he was asking for support from uh, his neighbors? Let him into the European Union? Did you hear any of that stuff? Uh, No, but it was a great speech disgusting as far as the effect of the conflict here in the united states the price of crude oil hit a 14-year high at 116 dollars a barrel this week and national average is nearing four dollars a gallon of course i talked to one of my realtors in los angeles on uh, thursday she said she uh, just filled up for 6.99 a gallon in los angeles so we've been paying we've been paying over five dollars for quite a while so we're we're heading to six, and, and we're heading higher if you use premium. No matter what, the White House refuses to admit that domestic drilling projects like the Keystone Pipeline could have prevented high gas prices. Here's Circleback Saki to say, that, say to Bill Hammer and Dana Perino on Monday. Uh, This Keystone pipeline, it would take years for that to have an impact on prices. Obviously, there are a range of reasons why the president opposes it, but it wasn't functioning, isn't functioning. It would take years. There are also 9000 approved oil leases that oil companies are not tapping into. So, yes, we all want to take steps to address any raise in uh, gas prices that impact the American people. But we should be very clear about what policies will help and what policies will not help. We should be very clear about uh, when the when the government's lying to us. This sounded a lot like what Obama said in 2008 when, when uh, Sarah Palin was saying, Drill, baby, drill. Here's Obama. You know that we can't just drill our way to lower gas prices. There are no quick fixes or silver bullets. If somebody
2: tells you there are, they're not telling you the truth.
0: Yeah, I think Obama wasn't telling us the truth. Remember, Obama... Biden was an administration. So when Obama's lips are moving he's lying and Biden's just cut from the same cloth. So uh and this and this sound and we all know what happened Trump went in, opened up Keystone pipeline, opened up drilling in Anwar, opened up all the federal leases and what happened? Gas prices plummeted down. We were paying under $2 a gallon right before Biden got in. Uh and that also that also is another another uh uh, reminds me of another instance where Obama was clueless because the Democrats just don't understand how the world works.
2: And when somebody says, like the person you just mentioned, who I'm not going to advertise for, that he's going to bring all these jobs back. Well, how exactly are you going to do that? What are you going to do? There's, the, there's no answer to it. He just says, well, I'm going, I'm going to negotiate a better deal. Well, how... What? How exactly are you going to negotiate that? What magic wand do you have? And usually the answer is, he doesn't have an answer.
0: Yeah, you know it's funny how uh, you know back in uh, 1992 we had this little guy from Texas, Ross Perot, who uh, who had his graphs and his posters and his and uh, his 30 uh, minute infomercials that he paid for out of his pocket to teach people how how America should be run like a corporation. America is a corporation and our government is our board of directors and our board of directors are supposed to be the smartest guys in, in, uh, in business to direct the the moves for the corporation. Trump knew that Trump made those decisions, made those, uh, made those decisions. He said, Hey, I'm what I'm, He'd go to the other other nations and say, "Hey, I'm going to make bargains that are best for the, the, based on the what's best for the United States." As you guys should be trying to bargain for what's best for your countries, and we have to find that place in the middle that that is okay for us and it's okay for you guys too, that we can all live with, and that's and that's how our leaders should should work. Trump wasn't the king of the world; he was the president of the United States. As is Biden. Well. I don't still believe Biden's not my president because I don't believe he was elected. And uh, most of you probably know that, know that to be true. But this is, you know, I hear people say, oh, you just worship everything Trump says. No, I don't. I just have a logically thinking brain and I know how to run a company. Probably not as good as Trump does. And when I see him make decisions that make sense, that's what our, that's what our president is supposed to do. Hey, anyway, I'm all out of time for part one of the main event. Stay tuned for five minutes of uh, traffic, weather, commercials, and sports, and we're going to talk about the State of the Union next. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending and host of the main event, heard weekends right here on AM590, The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short term and your long term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855 640 2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. AM
1: 590, the answer.
0: Back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, branch manager, of Planet Home Lending. I don't talk a lot about real estate and finance on the radio, but I sure do all the rest of the week. And uh, if you're thinking about buying a house or refinancing a house uh, in California or any other state, you need to, uh, help in financing, call me toll free at 855 640 2020. That's 855 855- 640 2020 or go to ed click on the plant home lending logo and do the cyber thing. Also, if you're uh you or your spouse is over sixty-two, you got some equity in your house and you're thinking that uh, you got more years years of life left than you have money, and you'd like to see how you could uh maybe improve your uh your financial position for your retirement years and you want to find out more about those reverse mortgage things, eight five five six four zero twenty twenty or at net. click on the Planet Home Lending logo. So we talked about everything going on in Ukraine and uh and our in our country and the rest of the world's lack of lack of any guts, lack of any uh any character to stand up and fight for naked aggression going on in uh in the in Europe. Uh so this half we're gonna talk about the uh the State of the Union that we all watched. We all watched. For a part till we fell asleep listening to the same old crap that Biden always says and, uh, and all the gaffes. I mean, it's like you, you watch the Super Bowl and, hey, you know what? I don't really care about the football game. I watch football game, but I don't really care who wins, but I'm really watching for the commercials or, you know, halftime if halftime has somebody uh, worth watching uh, and mostly uh, just eating sports food, as my wife calls it, you know, hot dogs and uh, uh, um, uh, adult beverages and and uh you know, hot wings and just whatever whatever Don happens to hook uh to to fix up in the kitchen for football day, the one football day I always watch um just for the commercials we're all watching the state of the Union to watch the gaffes to watch what uh biden did to to do stupid, and you know what how I talk about how everybody's always uh everybody's the Democrats always coordinate their word for the day you could see you could see the time when that they all coordinated where in the script they were going to stand up and applaud. Because you saw Chuck Schumer, apparently too old to to keep track of his cues, uh, stand up a little bit too early. He stand up and started to clap, and then he go, oh, I'm a little early. Okay, sat down for, uh, for a second and a half and then stood back up when everybody else stood up. And, of course, you saw Nancy Pelosi. While Biden is uh, talking about burning pits in Afghanistan, uh, how uh, you know Nancy Pelosi stands up behind him and she's you know holding in her dentures and she's clapping her two fists together and just looking like an idiot that she is. You know what? She's uh, about to turn 82 uh, this month. Um, is it 82 or 83? I think it's 82, and she's running for reelection. What the hell? What is wrong with what is wrong with this country, folks? If you guys in San Francisco actually re-elect her, you you deserve what you get. So let's talk, let's talk about the specifics. Joe's first State of the Union speech was Tuesday night. And for, the, for those of us expecting something a little more subdued because Ukraine crisis, we were wrong. Democrats put on a fantastic show spreading the message that happy days are here again with hardly a mask in sight. COVID is over, everyone. There's no masks on. COVID is over. Lots of rah-rah in our support for Ukraine as if that's all that Ukraine needs from us.
2: Russia's Vladimir Putin sought to shake the very foundations of the free world. He thought he could roll into Ukraine and the world would roll over. Instead, he met with a wall of strength he never anticipated or imagined. He met the Ukrainian people. We are ready. We are united and that's what we did. We stayed united. We prepared extensively and carefully. We spent months building coalitions of other freedom-loving nations in Europe And the Americas, from America to the Asian and African continents to confront Putin. Tonight, I can announce the United States has worked with 30 other countries to release 60 million barrels of oil from reserves around the world. America will lead that effort, releasing 30 million barrels of our own strategic petroleum reserve. Let each of us, if you're able to stand, stand and send an unmistakable signal to the world, Ukraine. Yes. We the United States of America stand with the Ukrainian people.
0: Yes, the Russians met with a wall of strength of the Ukrainian people. Oh, I'm sorry. Wall of strength. You know, we this is this is my favorite part. We are ready. We are united. That's what we did. We stayed united. United where? Where are we united anywhere? We prepared we prepared extensively and carefully. We spent months creating a coalition to confront Putin. Where? Who's confronting Putin? We're not doing jack. We're not doing anything. We're letting the Ukraine people uh, be out there all by themselves. They don't have any friends. But we stand with, you, with the Ukrainian people. U.S. work with 30 countries to release 16 barrels of oil. How is that helping the Ukrainian people? And the United States released 30, 30 million barrels of oil from our strategic reserves. It's supposed to be in case of emergencies. But we're releasing it to lower, to lower gas prices. That's enough to fuel the United States for two and a half days. Are we seeing gas prices come down? Hell no. We, the United States, stand with the Ukrainian people. No, we don't. We're standing over here. We're not doing anything with the Ukrainian people. We could send over air support, our guys with, uh, with F, in flying F-35s, and, and take, out the, take out the Russians. We have, we have the best technology airplanes and the supersonic stuff, and we could, we could do stuff for them. Are we doing it? No. And unfortunately, Biden couldn't wait until he was done talking about Ukraine to deliver his trademark gaffes. Putin may
2: circle Kiev with tanks. But it'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. Our forces are not engaged and will not engage in the conflict with Russian forces in Ukraine. Our forces are not going to Europe to fight Ukraine, but to defend our NATO allies in the event that Putin decides to keep moving west. Putin has unleashed violence and chaos. But while he may make gains on the battlefield, he'll pay a continuing high price over the long run and a Pound of Ukrainian people, the proud, proud people, pound for pound, ready to fight with every inch of energy they have.
0: Holy Shamoli. Putin may circle Kiev, but he will never again he'll never gain the hearts of the Iranian people. Are they in Iran or are they in Ukraine? I'm not really sure. Kiev is uh I think that's in Ukraine. What's he having talking about the Iranian people for? our forces are not our forces are not engaged and will not engage in the conflict of ukraine wait 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 let's back up didn't you just say that we st- we stand united with the with the ukrainian people we prepared extensively to carefully to spend to creating a coalition to confront putin but we will not engage in the in the ukraine conflict we're there to defend our nato allies in case he decides to keep moving west why do you stand why do you Talk about and say, "Hey, hey, you know, we stand united with the Ukrainian people. We're gonna, we're gonna be. They're strong and we're right with them." And then you come out and say, "We're not gonna fight with them. We're only there just in case when they annihilate Ukraine and kill all the Ukrainian people, in case they want to go into Poland or somewhere else, we'll be there for that." While he may gain make gains on the battlefield, he'll continue paying a high price in the long run. Yeah. What's that mean? And a, a pound a pound of Ukrainian people? Do they do they measure measure people in pounds over there? A pound of Ukrainian people. Those are the big the big fighters are only a pound. A pound of Ukrainian people. A, a proud Ukrainian people. Pound for pound, ready. You know that's he goes. Hey, I I read I read the word proud and said pound. Now I better cover it up. pound for pound, ready to fight. Is this a boxing match? Amazing. Eventually, Biden got around to talking about our country, but unfortunately, he was talking out of both sides of his mouth because when it comes to immigration, America needs to both secure our border while also giving all our jobs to migrants.
2: We need to secure our border and fix the immigration system. Provide a pathway to citizenship for dreamers, those with temporary status, farm workers, essential workers. Revise our laws. So if businesses have workers they need, These families don't wait decades to reunite. It's not only the right thing to do, it's economically smart thing to do.
0: Economically smart to give all our jobs to, uh, to uh, migrants? I mean, illegal aliens? You no, know, secure our, bo- our borders and then give them amnesty. Change our laws so uh, companies that need, uh, can get the workers they, that they need. Why? America, Americans don't want to work anymore? What's wrong with this nation? Where is America anymore? I just, I just don't, I just can't even, I just can't even fathom this. Can't even fathom what's going on. We're gonna, we let in a couple of million people. We don't know where they came from—Mexico, uh, Honduras, Guatemala, Iran, Iraq, uh, Syria. Um, you know, uh, Afghanistan. We let all these people in. And it and it's no it's no secret they didn't all come from south of the border. Terrorists came over and uh you know we can't tell the difference cuz we're just letting everybody in. Hey, by the way, let's check you, check you on the list. Okay, we'll see you come back here in uh, 18 months and we'll we'll talk about it. They'll never be back. Now let's give them amnesty. As is the case with most state of the union addresses, a good chunk of the speech was devoted to economic victories. Not that Biden has any, so he just invented some. We all thought the American Rescue Plan was $2 trillion in deficit spending uh, that pushed inflation to its highest levels in 40 years and disincentivized people to work with expanded unemployment benefits. But as it turns out, it was actually a job creator. And in addition to that, Joe has a brilliant plan to lower lower the inflation he created.
2: Unlike the $2 trillion tax cut passed in the previous administration that benefited the top 1% of Americans, the American Rescue Plan... American Rescue Plan helped working people and left no one behind. It worked. Our economy created over 6.5 million new jobs just last year. More jobs in one year than ever before in the history of the United States of America. For the past 40 years, we were told the tax break for those at the top and benefits would trickle down, and everyone would would benefit. But that trickle down theory led to a weaker economic growth, lower wages, bigger deficits, and a widening gap between the top and everyone else. And then, and nearly a century. One way to fight inflation is to drive down wages and make Americans poorer. I think I have a better idea to fight inflation: lower your costs, not your wages.
0: Yeah, you know, you know, your president doesn't know squat about business when he starts making comments like this. Unlike the two trillion dollar tax cut of the previous administration that only helped the top one percent of Americans. You know, what? remember when uh, Biden made the comment, hey, you know what? If you don't if you don't know if you're going to vote for me or Trump, you ain't black. And those guys on the breakfast club, they're talking about, Hey, you know, what, how, how are you? How are you? Uh, how are you doing? We're all getting paid. We're all got jobs. We're all doing good. Um, you know, and they're, they're all going, why is, why is Trump so bad? Cause we're all doing pretty good. I'm not understanding it because trickle down economics does work. You can't build from the bottom up and the, and the middle out because you know, well, we did is go in and Hey, let's raise the minimum wage. Well, what does that do? Hey, the government is so generous. They're ways at raising the minimum wage, but they're not paying it. The corporations are paying it. And when you raise the cost. That has to go somewhere, and now we're seeing the cost of let's hey we raised minimum wages the last few the last uh, the last couple of years, and now we're raised the price of gas now we raise this raise that, and it's a uh, and it's affecting everywhere now we're seeing empty shelves we're seeing the price of gas we're seeing the price of everything, and if the price price of your favorite product at the store, well, hey, a bag of a uh, double stuffed oreos uh it's still the same price except for how come it's how come the package is so not even full? How come there's a lot less cookies in here? Not that you guys not that I know anything about double stuff Oreos. Um American Rescue Plan helped people and left no one behind it worked. Really? Our economy created six point five million jobs in one year. New jobs, those aren't new jobs. The only thing that happened during the Biden administration is, is we started letting people go back to work. All these jobs were there before, and then they stopped because of COVID, which was an invented, an invented uh, crisis. and, you know what let's just scare everybody into staying home and keeping their masks on. We all know those masks didn't do squat, and those vaccines didn't do squat either. But suddenly COVID is over and we created 6.5 million jobs what did biden do to create jobs he hasn't done any legislation that created jobs he's only done legislation that killed jobs other than allowing people to open back up and of course they're you know they're letting people open up kicking and screaming because the people are just saying enough we're not listening to you anymore we were told a tax break at the break of the top would Trickle down and everyone would benefit, but it led to weaker growth, lower wages, bigger deficits, and a wider gap between the top and everyone else. Well, number one, the top is always gonna do well because people at the top think different than the people at the bottom. But it did trickle down. Jobs, 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 jobs. And one way to fight inflation is to drive down wages is to drive down wages but and make more Americans poor. A better way is to lower costs, not wages. You know what? You don't understand. You keep the wages up, that is the cost up. Uh Tucker had a guy on uh, guy on the other night talking about farming and how our and how he said, "Hey, it's not just the gas, wait till your grocery bill increases a $1,000 a month." He goes, "A $1,000 a month." And he goes, "Hey, the cost going up." He said in the northern hemisphere, the the planting season is just going to start in the next couple of weeks. And he goes, "Hey, there's a, there's an equation." For me, he he said that the uh the price of uh the price of soybeans, rice, wheat, and cotton are up thirty to forty percent. Well what do I use soybeans for? Lots of stuff you don't realize. What do I use rice for? Cereal, rice, all kinds of stuff. Wheat for bread, cotton for all the all your clothing and all kinds of stuff up thirty percent. And he said, hey, in order to in order to uh he said the price of fertilizer, nitrogen prices are up three times, phosphorus and potassium doubled. He said to grow an acre of corn, he has said this is the equation. In order for me to grow an acre of corn, I know I need 200 pounds of nitrogen, 200 pounds of phosphorus, and 100 pounds of potash. That's just the that's just what it takes to grow things. And the prices have doubled and tripled. Where do you think you're going to cut the cost? Well, it's the corporations are the bad guys because they're just making the profits. You know what? Farmers have to eat too. Companies have to make a profit because they have to eat, too. Biden is a complete idiot. He doesn't understand anything about the, the, the economy, how the economy works, how the country works. He doesn't understand any of that stuff. And he goes up there and the Democrats, are the Democrats that stupid? They just listen to this stuff that doesn't make any sense and they just applaud it? And think about this, this, uh, this. we're going to get rid of fossil fuels. We're going to fly planes with electric batteries. How's that going to happen? We're just going to get rid of our need for fossil fuels. Yeah, how's that going to happen? And don't worry, America, Joe's plan will work because 17 Nobel laureates said so. Has nothing to do with the fact that it's the same plan every other Democrat with all the same platitudes we hear all the time.
2: 17 Nobel laureates in economics said my plan will ease long term inflationary pressures. Top business leaders, and I believe most Americans, support the plan. And here's the plan. First, cut the cost of prescription drugs. We pay more for the same drug produced by the same company in America than any other country in the world. The third thing we can do to change the standard of living for hard-working folks is cut the cost of child care. <laughs> cut the cost of child care. Under my plan, nobody, let me say this again, nobody earning less than $400,000 a year will pay an additional penny in new taxes. Not a single penny. I may be wrong, but my guess is that we took a secret ballot in this floor that we'd all agree that the present tax system ain't fair. We have to fix it. I'm not looking to punish anybody, but let's make corporations and wealthy Americans start paying their fair share. Last year, 55 of the Fortune 500 companies earned $40 billion in profit and paid zero in federal taxes. Now look, it's not fair. That's why I proposed the 15 percent minimum tax rate for corporations. We've got.
0: Yeah, all this stuff makes sense. 17 Nobel laureates said, "the that my plan will ease long-term inflationary pressures." Really? Who are they? There's 17. There's 17 Nobel laureates, but there's but there's a uh, you know, thousands and thousands of uh, of uh, of econ- ec- uh, economists that. Have a calculator and say this doesn't work. Even the uh, the Congressional Budget Office came back and said, "Hey, your plan is going to cost ten trillion dollars." Doesn't say two. It's going to cost ten trillion. Uh, you know, let's cut the cost of prescription drugs. How much of our budget is prescription drugs? That's how we're going to stop inflation in this country. Let's start with gas. Gas everybody uses gas affects everything hey i don't use gas i have an electric car yeah but the trucks that the trucks that haul the the stuff that you buy at the store work go on diesel fuel that cost increased the cost of everything you know what this is a this is not it's a math problem it's not that difficult cut the cost of child care wait didn't he start sending sending uh people with uh kids under 18 checks every month well, you know, you don't have to wait about that for that uh, child tax credit. We're going to send it to you monthly, so you can pay your child care. Everyone will agree the present tax system isn't fair. You're right because there's too many ways to cheat. But it's not the cheating that's done at the uh, wealthy Americans and the and the uh, and the and the corporations. I'll tell you who does it. It's middle America. Everybody, you know, I have people call me and say. Well, you know, my husband's self-employed, so we don't pay, we don't show any income. Why? Do you have any income? Yeah, but we're self-employed. Well, you have income. That doesn't mean you don't have to report it. You're supposed still supposed to tell the truth. And that happens everywhere, folks. It's not the rich, rich people. It's the kind of I'm doing pretty good. I'm running my little business on the side. You know, it's, I could tell you stories, but I, but I'll start with, I'll start I'll start wandering into to areas that are gonna violate somebody's privacy, but I can tell you stories. The people that cheat in their taxes aren't the aren't the big corporations. The big corporations use the loopholes that are in that seventy five thousand uh, page uh, tax tax system. Let's make uh, corporations and and wealthy Americans pay their share. Last year, fifty five companies. So last year that filed taxes was for twenty twenty. That's when Trump was in there. That's when corporations were expanding. They knew Trump was going to still be in there. They're still investing in their companies. Companies. Let's take those 55 companies and analyze their their taxes and find out, did they really pay taxes or did they just get write-offs because they expanded their companies? Think about Amazon. All those new trucks, all those new warehouses, all that stuff, one-time investments, you get to write those off. One time then you get to create jobs and jobs and jobs for years and years and years i propose and he proposed a global 15% minimum corporate tax rate so companies can't move their their uh, their corporate tax corporate uh, offices into other countries to save taxes and finally covid If the absence of masks in in the House chamber wasn't enough to signal that Democrats have finally given up on pushing the pandemic down our throats for another year, Biden pretty much told us so as he finished his speech.
2: Just a few days ago, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention issued a new mask guidelines. Under the new guidelines, most Americans and most of the country can now go mask free. And based on projections, (laughs) based on projections... More of the country will reach a point across that point across the next couple of weeks. And thanks to the progress we've made in the past year, COVID-19 no longer need control our lives. I know some are talking about living with COVID-19. But tonight, I say that we never will just accept living with COVID-19. We'll continue to combat the virus as we do other diseases. I can't promise a new variant won't come. But I I can promise you will do everything within our power to be ready if it does
0: okay write this down folks he can't uh promise that a new variant won't come i'm gonna guarantee it will come and it's gonna come right about august september right before the election so they have time to say well you know the new variant is spreading crazy and uh the hospitals are full we need to do an all mail-in vote Mark my words. Hey, I'm out of time for this episode of The Main Event. Thanks for listening. My name's Ed Hoffman, and I'll be back again with you next week. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending and host of The Main Event. Heard Weekend's right here on AM590 The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into the, one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. AM
1: 590, the answer.